Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we built worlds based off a worksheet. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. It's been a while, my friend. It has. It has. You can't And all say the people who more. did this stained, it's been a while after I said that. Thank you. Uh, it's been a while. We're going to get copyright <laughs> claim, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just so good at it. Um, how, how have you been, my dude? Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. Um, tired. Tired and yeah, busy, I always. think, is how I've been. Yeah, that sounds about right. We Yeah, because, because we haven't been able to do an episode for almost a month and a half at this it's point. It's been a long I'm, time, yeah. It got to the point where like, I, I was just mostly like, hey, can you record? Because like, I miss my friend. Well, and yeah, because <laughs> what it happened is, my friend. <laughs> I keep traveling the second half of a week, and it's just that I've been in a car like every Thursday, or it's been Thanksgiving, for like the past month. Um, I do like to think the idea of like, oh yeah, you've been in a car for like one week, but it's been Thanksgiving every other week. Man, it's a lot of things. A lot, a lot of Thanksgivings, huh? Oh, friend. Um, but anyways, well, how how was your Thanksgiving? Oh shoot, we're going all the way back. Um, I think yeah, it was good. Um, I went saw family, saw my brother. We hung out a bit. I'm not gonna get into my family life stuff, but I will say I'm gonna go see my brother for New Year's, and that is a good thing. That's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. D- how was the turkey? Um, I didn't have too much of it, but it was good. Um, not, it was at a like family turkey? member's house. I don't like turkey as much as the ham, and I'm not gonna blow up my family's spot. But the ham was super dry this year, and I was real oh, mad about it. You it know was what? Real bad ham. I'm gonna say so. I made a turkey for my wife's family this year. I felt great about it. It was uh. I was did the good? whole dry brine, and then I did Ooh. a orange maple glaze on it, Ooh. and that was delicious. I made homemade rolls; those were real good. So I, I, I oh, and my just ask me about Thanksgiving so you can brag about what you cooked. Yeah, I feel absolutely. Like that's what you just did to me. And Mandy okay, made a pumpkin wondering. roll, which is hard to make, and I was really impressed with how it turned out. It was good. Ooh. Oh, one of the like with the like cream cheese in the middle of it. Yeah, like of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds it was, delicious. I it was. It was very. It was quite. I tasty. do not ever get those because I know I will polish it off in like an hour. Because those are so good. <laughs> you will become a pumpkin roll. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but really, but I, I, I do like a good pumpkin roll. But Cody, what have you been doing recently in the world um, of nerd stuff? I'm trying to decide what thing I want to talk about most. Probably. Give me something that we haven't done. That we haven't both done. Give me something like. That, that we haven't both like, hey, talked about. You want me to. Yeah. yeah I, like, oh, yeah. Here's like a re- my like my, my minor recommendation. Like, give me okay, that. cool. I read A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, <laughs> which is like a fantasy. I guess you could say romance book that like everyone's reading right now. It's so hot um, right so, now. So uh, really quick, I will say. This book was talked about on my other show, The Side Characters, and it was no first way. described to and it was first described to be as, and I quote, the fairy dick book. Um Yeah. Okay, so what was After. the take and how how was it how was it received in your other podcast? Was this side characters? Yeah, this is side characters. We did a whole Why episode on, on side like, characters. We did a whole episode about like um how sex and consent is um shown portrayed in um nerd media oh that's interesting that, that how how go through the what, diversity of how it does with like like 
relations between men and women and women and women. How, how was this book taken? I'm curious what the, the I, feeling on it was. A hundred percent gonna say I don't a hundred percent remember because that was like a year ago. Oh geez, okay, so it's been a hot second. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was like last summer, if not a little bit before that. Like that's it's been a while, but yeah. I, I don't know. We talked about it. I think I think it was liked, but like there are um, issues with the storytelling and um, issues with Sarah J. Mass, Moss herself. But I think like other people I've talked to about it really like it and think it's like kind of like fun. And I I mean, I talked to a very good friend about this the other day of just like some of the like concepts and like stuff like I don't know how far you are. So I'm not going to say anything because I don't I talked about the whole series as a whole, not just the first. Oh, book. I've only finished the first book. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to say like specific things, but there was like some cool, like really cool concepts and really cool ideas in it. And I don't know. It just sounds like a very interesting book that I will probably never fully read but i like hearing about it well so you don't like um, it it's okay it's okay it's fine i think my read of it was it's fine but yeah what were your your other thoughts on it you're like you're just like oh it's okay like well okay so i i had pacing issues with it which is to say i thought it because it's beauty and the beast at first and then there's like a bigger story that kind of like leads off from that initial very beauty and the beast setup and the problem was all of the Beauty and the Beast stuff, I could have, like, almost fully skipped. Like, nothing happened for three quarters of the book. And then it gets to the end of the book, and it feels like the book starts. And I'm like, we should have skipped a lot. Like, there's a part where she goes back home and sees her family again, like, in Beauty and the Beast. And yeah. I'm like, this nothing happened. She just went back home to establish that she still had sisters and then left. And I'm like, nothing changed to make you leave and come back. That was weird. Um, so, and I, I guess I see that, like, I, I get that that is an issue and I'm not going to like, what I'm about to say is not to justify that, but it's also a series, I think a trilogy, if not four, I don't remember how many of there are. So like, I get how like wanting to lay down and set up all the stuff that's going to be important later. So like, yeah. probably the fact that she has sisters is probably going to be big in the other books. I'm sure not it will be, and, but they'd already established it. And so like, okay. yes, on the one hand, absolutely. I think that's true. And this is a similar issue that I had with another book that I mentioned to you, not on recording, called... Um, was that the Dragon Book? Dr- no, Dread Nation. Well, no. I mean, Fourth Wing was... <laughs> <laughs> so, I know. That so was like bad. my favorite... One of my favorite books you've ever read, I will say. Yeah. No, you just Dread kept Nation, going about some terrible shit. Dread Nation was actually like a good book, but it had a similar pacing issue, and I think it is largely because it is meant to be a trilogy. So mm, the first yeah. book doesn't really work as a book (laughs) and i think this is similar with this where it's like i i kind of wish they had just focused on the story they were telling more and not tried so hard to set up that it's going to be a trilogy just because the pacing at some points felt a little weird but um like the romance was okay um but uh i guess i don't know it, there's like this like elevated like i'm trying to think of the right way to put it because i don't want to be like i the... you're gonna say elgatha there's this no elgatha, and i was like what no <laughs> and i don't want to be circle. like the book is like pornographic i mean it's like yeah there's spicy parts right but i think well, that yes, it like it's smart hits a point well not entirely and like in this book very little of the page count is dedicated to like sex yeah. scenes right but I, like, hit this point where, like, sex becomes, like, very unbelievable 
it, it's sort of like if you read like fantasy novels and there's like a wizard that comes in and just like ends the like you know the scene in Harry Potter where Dumbledore and Voldemort duel and it's like just they start bending reality at each other because yeah. they're both such high level wizards that they don't shoot spells at each other they're like I'm going they to make the, the world concept of time eat. yes <laughs> yeah it's like the world turns into snakes and fire and it goes nuts. Yeah. And that's like one of the coolest fights in the book because it's like two wizards yeah, at, at the, the highest level, level yeah, going absolutely like nuts. Have pure mastery. Yes. Right. That's like what these sex scenes read like at some points where I'm like, <laughs> this is okay, the best like, sex these people have ever had in the history. I, of I guess, <laughs> you know, I'm just in the minor leagues on this one, I guess, you know, I just, but yeah, it, it hits a point where I'm like, this is like, Go, and I think the same thing would be true for like uh, Fourth Wing, where I'm just like, oh my gosh! But I get it's it. Like, yo, it's well, it's, it's, what it it's is. um, it's not power fantasy. What's the other thing I'm looking for? But it's like you go to the book specifically to like, yeah, it's escapism, so it's and it's yeah, it's supposed escapism. To be there we go. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be the best sex you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, like that's that's like the point of that. I think you don't want them like just to have that... like kind of like middling sex. Like, oh yeah, it's like he kissed my neck, I stuck it in, we had a good time. Like, you, well, yeah. and and I think maybe the other thing that like again it has this issue of like when you describe the first time these two characters get together and it's like insane, right? And then it's like now that like has oh, nowhere yeah, now to every go. Every following is gonna be yeah. It has to be more crazy <laughs> like every time, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I thought it was fine. It just didn't blow me away as much as I thought it was going to. And then the other book that I read that's really popular right now is called The True Love Experiment. And that one I'm like actually disappointed in. Oh. Um, that's that's a romance novel. And the well, conceit real, of really it. Quick, really quick, really quick. Are you going to read uh, the other um, Court of Thorns and Roses? Or are you done? Yeah, probably I will. Okay. Yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. Sorry, um, I just want to know. But True Love Experiment irritated me because the conceit of the book is they do a uh, a romance like a bachelorette show where they use this app that got developed in this book um that's supposed to like take biological markers and be able to predict who you'll be able to have a good relationship with right mm -hmm. um well he's got a big old sorry Anyways, right <laughs> but and and so like on on face value, that's an interesting concept to go, could we have biology predict a relationship or are we more than, is our DNA more, are we more than our DNA, right? Like, could you get someone's DNA and accurately predict everything about them? You know, like, that's the question yeah. that would be asked by this book. Um, and then she ends up falling in love with the producer of the show while she's supposed to be dating all of these guys and falling in love with them, right? Yeah. And, like, for everyone in the book infidelity is like a very big emotionally resonant thing with them for a variety of reasons and they just never deal with the fact that the main character is legitimately two-timing every guy that she's dating in the show yeah because, from yeah. go like before the show starts she falls in love with the producer and like the book's really meta because the main character in the book is a romance author and it's written by a romance author so it's like points where it's like very clearly the author speaking as this character and she's like oh i don't do love triangles and i'm like that's cool because your book only makes sense as a love triangle like there's no tension in the story if she wait, meets wait. one guy and she's Wouldn't like i like this guy a love dodecahedron <sighs> well right because there's like eight guys but like all of them <laughs> okay well, love and then, octagon, sorry <laughs> right love you know to god. love to god my new band right which is like what the bachelorette usually is you know um 
but it, it just to me like absolutely went nowhere and did nothing interesting with its own concept like it never dealt with the like at the end there's like one guy who she like is a good match with they have great chemistry he's a great guy he's like an amazing human being and she's like never going to date him and has not told him that while they've been going on dates that she's like this is strictly platonic i'm never gonna like do anything Don't like that and then at the end of the book, he just like takes her aside and he's like, "Hey, um, my high school girlfriend just moved to the city, so I'm going to start oh, dating her." Oh, so it just works out anyways. It just works yeah, out, and okay, I'm like, "Shut up! I hate that." That's stupid. Like, what if he was really invested in this and you never told him not to? Yeah, get so invested you just get an automatic way out. Like, like she just gets a pass. That's that's yeah. That's just like bad story writing, where it's like, oh, the problem is just automatically solved by this ex machina. Like, what is happening? Well, and for her. Like, she was the other woman once without knowing it. Like, she hooked up with a guy at a bar and then found out he was yeah. married. When, like, his wife found her yeah, and was like, hey, you ruined my life. Um, so for her, the concept of cheating on someone is, like, devastating because she accidentally did it once. And then the producer cheated on his wife when he was very young. And they eventually got a divorce. And he's, like, had to put his life back together since then. Yeah. So for both of them, cheating is, like, huge, has emotional baggage to it and they just don't handle it all like because she finds out he cheated and she's like oh i can't be with you because you cheated and i'm like you are cheating on this guy this other guy right now and the story never holds never her accountable for that story. or like does anything with it and then the other she thing is it introduces this idea of having an app that can predict who you're going to fall in love with and i'm like oh so it's going to be that she falls in love with this producer that she technically doesn't match with and then there's a guy in the show that she's like a platinum, amazing match with. That's your soulmate for sure. So says biology. And then you find out like, oh, so, you know, the app can't so predict us. We're more than our biology. She does end up with the producer, but he was also like a great match for her, according to the app. I'm like, why? So this, there's no stakes is what you're telling me. Well, like they're well. And then, OK, so the, the like well, they probably want to story at one point. I actually don't think they do. But so like the story is that she is falling in love with this producer and, but she's not supposed to be because she's supposed to be dating these other guys. Yeah. She's supposed to be and on the show. That's like, that's kind of like fun. So it's supposed to be like, they're keeping it secret that they're sort of like trying to figure out if they're going to date. And at the end, he like goes, I'm adding myself to the possibility of someone that you could, you know, win this competition show where you're dating people right yeah but and like it's revealed at that point that like everyone who was working on the show saw them having a relationship and realized that they were in love but we're having to keep it secret and we're all just cool with it and i'm like again so cool there's so like in her head she's like if i admit that i'm sleeping with this guy she's like that's like a violation of a contract and i'll be sued yeah and he'll get fired for fooling around with a contestant on a show that he's producing yeah um which is like a thing that happens all the time in the bachelor and bachelorette both that contestants sleep with each other and that contestants sleep with producers um yeah it's not a anyways, great show uh yeah no it's really awful and the fact that like one marriage has come out of like 30 seasons is pretty bad yeah that's um that's how you do it this is how you do it wow that was weak my voice is like so i really quick audience i've been sick the last few days so my voice goes in and out really bad 
Um, I don't know what I sound like because I can only kind of hear myself because I'm that uh, congested. So hopefully I don't sound like crap. So far, you sound fine. You sound delightful. Um, But yeah, True Love Experiment, I feel like absolutely... It just like it, it, for the sake of just making everything work out easily, it didn't use any of the things that it set up. Like it did not handle the idea of an app that can predict who you're going to fall in love with, yeah. which is like hugely relevant to our society today where everyone uses dating apps. Um, <clears throat> and you go like, OK, how much am I just at the whim of OK Cupid deciding who are we you know whatever people use now yeah. hinge, I guess. Um you know, yeah. how much is my life determined by hinge algorithm? And that's, like, kind of creepy and dystopian. And then also, yeah, like, what does it mean to, like, fall in love with someone while you're contractually obligated not to? And yeah. it's, like, <laughs> handles none of it, sweeps it all under the table, and does not blame the main characters for any of their actions. I'm sorry your book was disappointing and sucks. I don't know what more to right. say about it. it. Sucks. I, I'm reading a book right now about a snarky Irish youth um, being an annoying like companion to a grumpy old skeleton. Which oh, is so you so love far it. Very fun. Yeah, that sounds exactly. Yeah, like it's really you would fun like. so <laughs> that far. Just sounds exactly it's got like The Witcher, book. like you know, like the the second. Yeah. Did you watch the second season no, of The Witcher? I did not. So the the I The Witcher gets really good when grumpy old henry cavill has to start dragging around like a annoying youth who's constantly getting into trouble oh That's yeah funny. um not what's her freaking name what's the kid's name siri siri yeah i was gonna say selkie and I or like true. logan when he has to like you know yeah, cart that girl around yeah. who has claws yeah like that's that's when those characters grumpy old characters are fun when they have to deal with like a youth yeah, that gets into it, trouble i was gonna know? say that's like a very good like i mean it's not coming of age but that's like another story i like where it it's it's a baby it's, yoda it's, story it's, it's and old I, guy like youth. It. I mean even bioshock infinite kind of does that old guy and younger yeah old. yeah yeah it's weird because like and in bioshock infinite this is like one of them things where like when you don't know that that's your daughter <laughs> for like a lot of the game because yeah. like those two characters have great chemistry at, and it may like you know it's like a good father daughter relationship, but you don't know for like yeah, when way you don't too long, know it's, you know? yeah when you don't know that's what it's supposed to be. You like it is like oh I've been thinking weird thoughts this entire time. <laughs> okay, anyway, so the, we've wasted all the time I have to talk about anything I wanted to talk about. So well, what um, do you want to talk about? I mean, I was gonna again be like, hey Cody, you should watch that show Scavengers Reign. Like you should really watch Scavengers Reign. Oh, yeah, you know, I yeah, can put yeah, that on my list. Yeah. Up, we can talk about it next it's week. It's very funny because you did say, oh, yeah, I'll put it on my list last time I brought it up. So I know for a fact you haven't put it on your list. What time list. do you think I have? I don't know. You're at hotels a lot. What do you do with a hotel other than, like... I haven't been at a hotel oh, this week, what? I thought man. you traveled this week. Mm-mm. Oh, well, boy, is there egg on my face. We'll talk about... We'll, I'll put it on your list, watch it. Scavenger's Raid is very good. It's, um... Bunch of people crash land on a planet and they have to survive. The planet is basically like baseline, but there's a lot of good world building with the flora and fauna, and it's just done really well with like how this like planet was constructed and like the interweaving of like the personal stories with a lot of like the biology of this planet is really cool. Um, and then other thing I've been doing is um, playing Spider Man Two. It's great. Oh, it's really is good. it better? Is it different than the one before? Like, uh, what's what's it called? Like, um, Spider Man. Is it better than like Spider Man for the PlayStation Five? Four. This is four. Now this is four? five. Yes. The first one was four. This one's on five. 
Oh, I thought the, I thought they were both on PlayStation Five. Oh. I'm an idiot. But yeah, I mean, I feel like it's better than the what's it called Spider Man. It was just called Spider Man. <laughs> but yeah, no, well, you know, like the last Spider Man game I played, I think was Spider Man. Like, Two. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I mean, I think like different gameplay wise, like there's little tweaks there, but for the most part, it's like plays the same. I think where it lies for me is like the story and what they're doing with like the Spider-Man franchise in this a lot. And I think there's been like, this this is so it's not like, Oh, we don't see the uncle Ben stuff. It's not like new Peter Parker. Like Peter Parker has been here for a while. He's come across a lot of like the villains that we know already. So there's like a big part of it is like the, um, just like him, like dealing with all this stuff. And then like in the first game, he like goes up against Dr. Octopus. And in this game, it's Craven the Hunter and Venom. But I think the thing that I really like a lot of like the thing that's like heavily weighed on like my opinion of this game is how they treat like how they treat him as like your friendly everyday Spider-Man, like friend, sorry, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. F that up. I shouldn't have, but like, like with one, like a lot of the side quests, like you actually are like going around and helping people. And there's like story around that. And there was like two really impactful stories. Like one, you like help this um, woman locate her like um, grandfather who has dementia, who like wandered off without his like um, inhaler and you help her find him. And then you have a conversation with him in the park. That's like, was like really just like, it was just such a good scene. And another one, like um, a guy that you helped in the first game, you help him in this game and just like talking to him and like doing this quest for him was just like, like just really endearing. Like you, you see like, like how Spider-Man's main goals and just beating the crap out of villains. Like he is like helping people. And I like that. And then when it comes to the villains, like this is like older Spider-Man. So like he's um, fought Sandman in Mysteria before. And like part of the story with like Sandman is like, he was like reformed and in hiding because he's like, Oh, I don't want to like be in the life of crime anymore. And I don't want anybody to drag me in there. And then Craven the Hunter drags him back in that. And like, you kind of like the thing that like, that I really like about this game that it shows that like these criminals can be reformed and they can like lead normal lives after that. And like the thing about Spider-Man that I like that the showed about his character is like, he is like truly worried about Sandman. He's like, Oh yeah. It's like, if I knew you were in trouble, I would have done something to help you. And like this idea of this empathy for these characters, even though they're like the big villains who he's gone up against and stuff like this is a Sandman. Like this is a big deal. And he's like, Oh, I would have helped you. And I, I don't know. I just, find the game and like what it does for like the compassion of a superhero that we've kind of been getting a lot away from in a lot of like media recently with like things like the boys and like all these dark tellings of superhero stories and now we're like seeing the compassion and stuff through a lot of these things and like also seeing this coming of age as a hero thing with miles because they're like main goal with this is like slowly to transition miles to being the main spider-man and I, i don't know just I think it's, like, really super cool, and it's just been a really good game, and I think, like, we are in the best times ever of Spider-Man. Well, and it's it's an interesting thing that I think a lot of modern... I think you're right to say a lot of modern superhero stories get this wrong, where, like, your protagonist doesn't help anybody. They just beat up a bad guy. Well, yeah, that's the thing with, like... And, like, that bad guy's doing something bad, but it's, like, totally impersonal. Like, Thanos isn't killing someone that you're see it's just like everything yeah. right but you never see iron man just like helping out steve the guy around yeah. you know and giving your 
superhero a chance to like be heroic and do things it's like and that's like really the dc movies are the ones that like miss the ball on this a lot where it's just like batman all you see him do on screen is like torture people yeah like he's like i'm a hero like are you yeah like you you seem pretty rough dude and i get that like you don't have a lot of time in the movie to do that but like we also don't really see that in the shows but like it is a lot of movies are just like facing off against these villains that we don't see other than like these like big events, we don't see them doing hero stuff. We don't see Spider-Man going yeah, just helping and helping people, someone like find their grandma life who better. got lost. So we don't see um like Miles Morales going around and like, oh yeah. Like there was another really good one where like Peter Parker like finds this like woman who like wants to be a photographer and like gives her advice on that. And it's just like like seeing them do oh, stuff yeah, like that. Right, yeah. Well, Spider Man, Peter Parker, Spider Man does it like as Spider Man because he's also a photographer. But yeah, yeah. It's just like seeing that side of the heroes, it's just cool because that's like part of the reason I really like Spider Man is because he is like this cool like down to earth. He's not like fighting God by the end of it. Like he's he's right, fighting right. like very personal things. Like he does have this compassion for his villains. Like um dr octopus and sandman and mysterio even like yeah like we, we see these like really personal connections to these heroes and villains and i, I don't know I, I i really like the game quite a bit and i really like spider-man I, like we are truly in the best times of spider-man period the end i uh, i agree with that for my own side just from the movies yeah the, the <laughs> miles morales movies are great they're the so spider-verse good. movies so are good. that's some of my favorite Marvel stuff, period. Period. The end, the across and beyond Spider-Verse or into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse are some of the best Marvel movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. But anyway, Scotty, we are not the Spider-Man podcast or the um, Court of R- Thorns and Roses podcast. We are the World Shop podcast where we talk about worlds. Based on the role of a 27 No, dice. we're actually this based e- on a worksheet. This week. <laughs> Yeah, but this week we rolled Christmas. No, we didn't roll anything. Don't lie to the audience. We didn't roll anything. We did. did. I rolled a dice. You're a liar. You are a liar. I rolled a 20 sided dice. And one through twenty all were Christmas, all Christmas. You, you even, the thing is, you can lie like that and say one through twenty, but you still didn't roll a dice. You don't know I that. do know that because you never said a number. You're just like, yeah, hey Jordan, let's do Christmas. Well, I was like, sure. <laughs> Makes sense. I'm feeling yeah, Christmassy. Sure. I just went and saw Christmas lights with my son. Oh. So, uh, well, son. Okay, so like, you really you spend know. a lot of time with this one son. I hope no one gets a complex. <laughs> I just, uh, I just refer to them generically as my as son. My yeah. son. Because yeah, because you have yeah <laughs> two boys. Yeah, that's how that works. But uh, yeah, yeah so Christmas, Christmas world. world. So okay, we're doing a worksheet world where we build worlds based off the role of a worksheet. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, but my thing, my question to you. When you say Christmas world, do you want it to be specifically themed with a holiday that we have come to know as Christmas? Or do you want it to be like winter wonderland world where it is more like 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 winter and snow and like this idea of like the winter season? Or yeah, like what what what's your intention by just calling it Christmas world? So I think I mean Christmas world. So like, like the I holiday wanna go... that is Christmas. You know we the have holiday um, that Jewish Christmas, listeners yeah. and um, listeners that don't like um, really necessarily like celebrate Christmas, right? And we're kind of alienating these sure. listeners as we do this, right? I don't think we're alienating them. I'm, uh, I'm not. I, okay, let next me ask week, you something. Hey, next week, really... can we do Hanukkah World then? 
<laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Do you really want me to do Hanukkah World? Do you think that's what's going to make it better? Me doing Hanukkah World? Yeah, can you actually, yeah, before we agree or disagree on that, can you do me a favor really quick, Cuddy? Do you uh-huh. pump your fist in the air and yell white power? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's also going to make it better, Jordan. <laughs> Anyways, all jokes aside, what, like, yeah, let's get into it. What do we want by Christmas World, Cuddy? Because if you okay, say Christmas so, World, are we literally just going to be, oh, it's Santa's in the North Pole and he delivers it? Like, what What do you mean? How are we going to make an interesting world out of Christmas? Are we going well, we to the, the um, Junior Super Patriots where she goes to, like, world that is literally Christmas and Santa Claus is, like, a real guy who delivers gifts and, like, that's her escape from all the stuff is to go to Santa Claus's world. Are we doing stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, so yeah, we're just so we're yes, just to be, we're so there's no real world building in this episode that's going to happen. No, <laughs> yeah, this they, is, they, Jordan, you're looking at this all, all right. Wrong. I'm listening to this all right. All right. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me explain something to you. That all right? this what, is a dumb idea, and you're here. like just trying to have an easy way out and a shortcut home. No, listen, listen, listen. What you've been given is a box, and you're looking at this box, and you're like, boxes are awful. Now I can't go outside Christmas in Santa Claus has already be been extremely of, defined. We're not going to be breaking any barriers. You know, a hundred Christmas movies every year true. come out that do exactly what you're telling me to do right now. I know. And that therein lies the elves the are all looking challenge. like Legolas elves. That's my challenge to you. I mean, look, Elf is a great movie. Totally would fit into a Santa Claus world or into a Christmas world. Because it is a Christmas world, world. Right? We're not original. Krampus, another fantastic movie, would fit within this world. Do you see what I'm saying? Just because you're given a box doesn't mean you can't do something interesting inside the box. Creativity needs boundaries. And our boundaries this time are Christmas world. You look angry, and I cannot fathom why. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, please. So start us off, Cody. Um, This is where I am going to look at the worksheet that I do not have up on my screen anymore, so give me 36 seconds. Okay, so Cody, time. If you could compare yeah. the era of your story to one on Earth, when would it be? In the present, in the past, in the future? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. I'm yeah. thinking this definitely, <laughs> I think this definitely needs to be in the past, but in like a Riverdale past. You know what I mean? No, like, I don't know Riverdale what you mean. Set? I don't. No, like Riverdale is very nebulous in its time setting. Like the cars that they drive are old, but they also sometimes have cell phones. They always have cell phones. Yeah, but they drive old yes, timey cars. Yes, I get, I get what you're saying. Yes, that's just because. So you they're see all what poor. I mean? Huh? No, keep going. <laughs> I just made a bad joke. It's fine. <laughs> so what I'm thinking here is it's sort of like timeless, but in the past, right? Like. It's yesterday, but timeless. Ah, man, all my problems really did seem so far away. Exactly. Now it seems as if they're here to stay because they're doing this world. (laughs) You know, you said yes to this before we started. If you had issues. Because I didn't think about it. I didn't think. You said it. You asked me literally like 20 minutes before we started. And then we talked about video games. And then you had. 20 minutes to decide <laughs> not you, to do this. you slurped on soup and talked to me about video games at work. Yeah, that, all that time that I was eating soup and you were hassling me about it, that's <laughs> if you were gonna not be down for this, that was when okay, to bring it up. So my thing is 
I, I, I see, I see your past, but then I feel like that's just so much easier just to fall into like regular, just, just a normal Christmas movie that we're just going to be just doing the Santa Claus adventures or whatever that movie that came out two years ago was. I, I, I want us to do something that's not just that. And I'm going to say the distant future. And that's the joke, the year 2000, because that's the robot song. Yeah. But anyways, the distant future. Okay, now, you know what? I'm getting, like, a very Jetsons vibe yeah. off this, of, like, the distant future of the year 2000. I I could actually be down for that. Um, yeah, because it's called Santa 2000. Yeah. This world is called Santa 2000, and it's Santa set in the year 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um... Can we really Like, quick, Dracula 2000? Yeah, but can we really uh-huh. quick do um, a Dread Pirate Roberts thing, and Santa Claus is not the name of a person but it is a title passed down to multiple people who are santa claus i think we can get to that okay down, i just want to throw yeah, that I, out I'm there down. That, that's I'm an down. idea i really like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah it's like oh yeah this is the he is the santa claus but like maybe that's not necessarily known that it is uh this is way too we can get there when we get there anyways yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there um i think i like the idea of this occurring in another dimension like this is this is christmas world right like our christmas dimension not earth in the year 2000 does that make sense but so so chris so so kind of like what i was saying with that book velveteen and the junior super patriots like that was a different like realm. like she went to christmas world and that wasn't a place like christmas world was not a place on earth um yeah heaven yeah, is yeah, also yeah. not a place on earth. but um that's true oh, i'm sorry i'm just like top loading jokes um but what i was going to say is so so yeah it's a separate realm but like it's still like segments together with the realm that is earth right like he i don't so so you're saying so so santa claus is this but he doesn't deliver presents to the kids on earth he delivers presents to people in santa claus world in Christmas dimension, yeah, exactly. Is it exactly. always Christmas in Christmas dimension? No, it only comes once a so year. So then why is it called Christmas dimension? It's not called Christmas dimension. We're calling it Christmas dimension. This is going to become plain. We're going to keep going. Yeah, All right, so what's this world What's this world populated by? Are there humans, aliens, animals, insects, hybrids, monsters? <laughs> all of the above. All, all, all of the freaking above. Well... For sure, I don't think there's aliens, but I think everything else, yes. Yeah, there's hybrids, um, there's monsters, Kramp- Krampus. There is Krampus. Okay, is Krampus a yeah. singular, or is Krampus like, this is a race of monsters? Now, okay, I like your idea yeah. of Santa being like a guild, like the santa in guild. Yeah. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And they have like a uniform, like the red bag, or the yeah, red yeah, but, the red but bag. The, the red santa suit. is one guy who gained that title i think the santa claus is yeah that's sort of fun is that there's santa subordinates but the santa yes, claus you have is one to guy. like like rink up basically and like oh yeah the, the guild yeah. leader is the santa claus yeah, yeah 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 um so i think similarly krampus is the flip side of that but i like that this world is like uh it's a it's like a constantine-esque bargain right between the santa claus and the krampus where it's like the santa claus is trying to inspire generosity and um like true generosity i think is probably what like the spirit of christmas would be right is this 
giving without the idea of getting back, yeah. right? You're not generous. So Santa brings you gifts. You're generous out of the goodness of your heart because you care about other people because you have empathy. And then, you know, the Santa Clauses are the ones that try to inspire that yes. in the world. Whereas the Krampuses are like, you know, I think because I don't want it to necessarily be evil, but like, what's the flip side of that is like well, um, self-centeredness, but that self-centeredness doesn't have to be evil per se. But like, yeah, worrying more like rather than giving more about taking and worrying about yourself and your place. Ambition. Ambition. Yeah. You know, yes. That's okay, the word I was looking go. for. Yeah. Is Krampus's our ambition. Like it is that thing of going like, I'm going to be the best at this. Me. Like we are champions Ooh. of like self-betterment of um individual expression you know like they're individuals who are striving so for greatness it's, it's and like power the and idea of all for one versus one for all which is a anime thing but like this idea of like where santa claus is the um one for all where he is one person who gives to all and krampus is like all this stuff is for me right yeah, it's very pyramid scheme. Like, if you're in, like, the Krampus thing, it... Oh, and that could be fun of, like, the difference in structure is, like, the Krampuses are very regimented. Like, the Krampus is, like, yeah, in charge of all of them, but then you have, like, every sub-layer of, like, imps and demons and goblins of all these Krampuses are, like, absolutely, like, um what's it called subordinate of one another they have a very specific hierarchy chain of command and it all funnels up towards krampus who can invoke his will and then i like the idea that the santa clauses are like this unorganized band of like wandering do-gooders well, you know i also who are just like, like the other idea on top of that where it's like the santa claus is like like both positions like the santa claus versus the krampus are both that you have to prove yourself to get in but like you prove yourself by um for to be a sat the santa claus you prove yourself by like your generosity towards others and really like you know being the one who benefits all rather than wanting like to benefit yourself like like you have to like your goodwill proves how you deserve to be the santa claus but like krampus it's a lot of like people trying their hardest to step on the others as they climb up the ladder of the krampus yeah you're you're trying to yeah yeah the we're like Krampus, yeah to be, yeah that's... like to become the Krampus it's not like this oh you have to do this huge ceremony improve yourself it's like you have to kick the other Krampus off the throne basically yeah 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 it's like it is a fight to the yeah. death that other people are going to try to assassinate yeah you like, you're always well, worried that... that you're gonna like get attacked because yeah to, it, it is a show of strength to become the Krampus. <laughs> Well, and I like the idea, too, that the Santa Claus is not a title that anyone can ever claim. Yes, it has to be gifted. It is a consensus yeah. of Santa Clauses, is when one of them um, is so absolutely the Santa Claus, that's yeah. just what they all refer to that Santa Claus as, and that they almost always retire. Like, it's never taken to their grave. It is always something that just eventually someone else rises up, starts really exemplifying that like spirit of generosity and the title just shifts gracefully over to another person who is like, you know, doing this yeah. thing. Um, really quick because I um, like to read a lot of anime and watch a lot of anime. Is there a specific item and or thing that only the Santa Claus and vice versa, the Krampus can use? Like, is there a like designated? Oh, the sacks. The sacks? 
the sack in the basket. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So Santa carries a sack, um, you know, a like basket. a bag of yeah, gifts. He tosses the kids into. He carries a basket for tossing kids in. Um, and I think that those are. It's like debatable whether. Okay. So um, wait, really quick. Now we're I gonna, just have a thought in my brain. Of, Every Santa develops his own sleigh, and they're all different. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Absolutely. Well, because this is definitely a snowy. Oh well, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think like yeah, that's like part nights. of it. Is, like you have to develop your own sleigh, especially since we're doing like the distant like. Because when I said distant future, I was thinking cyberpunk, but then you said the year. Well, I said the year two thousand. Oh, like a Jetsons. I also like the idea that it is very like Jetsonsy, where like the technology is like that style of like kind of like what the what the like sixties yeah. thought the future would be. Well, and it might be too that like. If you're a Krampus, you're far more likely to have, like, a flying car. And so, okay, I want to get back to this question of, like, magic items. I think in this world, like, religiously, there is, like, the school of the Claws or the Santa and the school of the Krampus, right? That's just and two D&D they, um, classes that we're um, doing for whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, you're going into the um, wizard school of the Krampus, wizard school of those Claws. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's really common for people to go to both at different times. Like, they both have a different place in society. But I think that people largely view them as just, like, a metaphorical way of, like, a a metaphor, right? Like, there isn't actually a Krampus that's doing this thing. And maybe it's, like, traditional that, like, the leader of any given congregation or any given church or whatever... um maybe they wear the costume yeah. of it a little bit. Right. So like if you're, you know, whatever the guy in like this little community, that's the head of the Krampus church, Krampus like, you church. know, they put on a, a Krampus costume when they preach or whatever, or do their, um, acts of self, uh, in grand or whatever. Of and then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're a Santa going around, like, being generous and putting up decorations and trying to bring a little bit of light to these long, dark winter days, people will dress up in rad. But the further you get into it, like if you ever rank up in the church of Krampus, like your, your, your legs bend backwards and you start growing hooves I just assume and you start getting okay, horns. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I can dig that. I like the idea that it is like a secret, like getting actually into this. It's a pretty small group of people and it's just, you know, how many people, you know, that you know, really, like, go to seminary or something, right? It's a pretty small like number of people in our Santa world that actually... Krampus being a church, but sure. Well, you know, it's... I don't yeah, know if church is the I right just, word, but I'm it is, like, it's an organization, there, but like, you know. I mean, with this, for the Santas, yes. For the Krampus, no. I don't like the Krampus be, like, like you have to study to be the Krampus. <laughs> like... Well, you don't have to study, but you there's a group of people that like uh, you know, focus on this mindset of um ambition. Sure, right? you know what? Sure, I'll give it to you. I guess like you don't have to like think of it as church. Yeah, the, church, the way you, you know explained I mean? it was like and also using the word seminary was kind of what um molded my brain to being that. I get I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Um I could also see like the Krampus as being like a business, like an MLM, basically. That's kind of fun. Jordan, what if you got high enough in an MLM that you started growing horns? <laughs> okay, that's extremely fun. You know what? I'm going to give that to you. Right? That's extremely fun. Yeah, and I think Santas are pretty crunchy granola. Like, they're a yeah. little bit embarrassing, you know? 
Um, they're definitely frolicking in the Holly. snow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the vibe. Okay, doesn't wear shoes. Oh, but yeah, magic items. So by the time I do like how this is just you telling me the world and me just be like, okay, that sounds good. (laughs) I do, I do like this. I do like this dynamic of just like, okay, I didn't write a story even though it's been a month and a half, but I am just gonna do a world on the spot and you have to listen to it. (laughs) I was like, all right, (laughs) I'm captive. I'm just chilling, man. I don't care. (laughs) Um, continue, please. Well, I lost my train of thought. Okay, so. Uh, what's next? Society. Oh. <laughs> so, okay, no, wait, we can't, we can't skip population. So, we have the Santas and the Krampuses, and so, are we dealing with humans, or like I said, oh, yeah, they're like Legolas-like elves, and when it comes to this, and I know this goes a little bit into, um, it goes a little bit into, like, society a bit, but, like, so the whole thing with like Santa is that he has a workforce of these people who help him deliver gifts. So you're saying this world itself is Christmas world. Who is he delivering gifts to? Like, is that a different pop? But is that people. a different population than the workforce? And is the workforce a different population from the Santa Claus? Like, like what what are we working with here? Well, you know, you said that there are Santa yes. Clauses, right? It's not just one guy, and that people can rank up, right? So if there are elves, I think maybe it's like wicked and um like what's like the two court of the fae, right? There's like the seely and unseely court, I think yeah, is what it is typically. Yeah. Nothing bad. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um so I think that might be the case that like traditionally the like um you know, Fae of the Night tend to work with um, the Krampuses and that, like, whatever, the Jolly Fae tend to work with um, the Santa Clauses. But I think it's, again, I think these things are semi-secret and magical. So, like, your average person, there's still Jetsons-esque cities in the snow, and your average person, I don't think, knows about the presence of good and bad elves or, you know, ambitious and generous elves. Um, but they're there doing helping out the Santas, whether that's make gifts or bring punishments. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying punishments for the Krampus or punishments for the Santas? No, punishments that brought by the Krampus. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say is like, are these like oh, the elves? They have been naughty. <laughs> elf crack. Well, you just have to wade the Rock Johnson elf crack his knuckles and go to like a kid's um, house and just like chest punch him point blank. Just. I Boom. think it's like Oompa Loompa logic. You know what I mean? Ooh, like, I like that. It's like if, they sing a little song to you. Can they sing a little song? In, in this story, in this story, oh, yeah, you're yeah, telling yeah. me that I'm just giving advice for it. Can they sing a little song? Oh, because it, it would be like, you know, Cramp if, bam, you know, you imagine that, you know, imagine you got a kid in school, right? And like this one Ooh, kid, I have to pay child he, support now. he stays after, he stays after school and he like, helps his friends study and he might get a worse grade because he wasn't focusing on himself, but he made the class get yeah. a better grade. Right. And then, you know, a jolly little gnome comes and leaves a suite on his desk, right? Like, Oh, the elves have come by. Whereas, you know, maybe you have a kid that was like, Oh, I'm going to get a better grade on this test just by focusing on myself and studying myself. And then he fails the test. Cause he didn't ask for help. And then, um, he's brought like some, saw level or like oompa loompa amount of irony torture 
brought to him like specially made designed and crafted you know what i mean to torture him for his failings you know whether it's arrogance or you know uh uh, stubbornness or whatever thing (laughs) that this kid did that was wicked He's then punished by these cre- just, creepy nightmare creatures that it's always like some I, I just ironic like the, twist. Blah, you, you know? did it wrath hard enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're going to study yourself, you have to actually do it. And if you don't, you'll be punished by yeah, wicked elves. Uh, that are all seven deadly sin themed. Anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always ironic, yeah, you know. And it's, it's also this, always studying you know, you get land. turned into a grape. <laughs> I, I, man, Jordan, look, your references are actually killing this podcast. I've been slamming down as many references per minute as I possibly can. I am aware it's nearly impossible to have a conversation. You're just telling me a story and I'm just hanging out, man. You just wanted to talk about Christmas and I just wanted to hang out. I wanted to see right, my friend for the so first time in a month like, and a half. He's like, let's do Christmas. And I was like, but I, I wrote this story like a month and a half ago. All right, Jordan. Society. We're moving on. <laughs> society. What's the basis for society? Oh, Christmas. <laughs> I, that's true. I think that Christmas is so an Christmas integral part of it. So Christmas is still just one day a year. So what the? Yeah, um, definitely. You know what? I usually try to bleep myself a little bit when I swear on the show. But what the did they do for the rest of the year? Well, I mean, the same thing that we do for the rest so of the year, So how is right? the Christmas like, world if it's just work, a normal world with Santa This is just... Just a a normal world with Christmas rules. I think what it is is that the world needs to exemplify the morality of Christmas. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So, like, even when it's, like, Christmas is that, like, cathartic once-of-year celebration of their thing that they do. But, like... So, is Christmas more so... Like, like, because in our world, like, yeah, we, we have... Christmas is like this big exciting event, but like there's a lot of people who just do not give a crap. Is Christmas like more so of like like is it more intense there? Is it like bigger? Like do we have whole cities doing like huge like Christmas like is how I guess that's the thing. How is Christmas like celebrated and treated in this world? Well, I think that this is a smaller world. Like I said, this is another dimension. It's like a a pocket dimension, if you will. You know, like imagine the who's down in Whoville level of society, right? Like it's like basically one town that's a Christmas town. You know, it's it's that level of stuff where like there's a city in a snowy Arendelle, right? You know, we it's like in its own little pocket dimension they celebrate christmas once a year but it's the it's the vibe of the town year yeah. round you know so now um yeah but what what we talk sorry i was gonna make another reference i decided against it i'm sorry good <laughs> lord gonna, george was, you said the who's and i was gonna oh yeah it's like the pinball wizards on the other side of it huh the who yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally. oh okay i get it okay. i get it uh fiddle all about um you do know that jokes are supposed to be funny right i'm just <laughs> hey, curious hey goody no i don't even know what a you. joke is at this point <laughs> my brain is rot <laughs> not rot it my brain is just rot <laughs> yes yeah yeah rot. i like it it's very Ooh, dark souls yes it is Okay. Um no, I was going to so so yeah, like so we've established it's wintry and then like during Christmas it's like it's you know, it's, it's pretty like that's their thing. We wait for our year. Well, and, and so to a point, I guess, is it kind of like 
this idea we see in a lot of like Christmas movies, like at least the kids wise are like always like, oh yeah, we have to be like super good in order to like impress Santa Claus so we don't get coal. But the coal is coming from Krampus who, uh, oh yeah, you, you messed up. They're going to sing at you and like put you on a stretching rack. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, if I go, what's the basis of this society? I think I would say scarcity. Ooh. Um, so, you know, you think about what, you know, going going way back when on Christmas time, right? It's a it's a Christmas celebration at a time when people are not normally celebrating because it's cold, you don't have any food and you're hoping that you've stored up enough mm-hmm. to live, right? So this is a and harsh world even so, though it's like, "Ooh, Christmas, the who's that of Hillville? So This is a harsh world. We're we're dark souls Right, but you know, Christmas. you think, well, and like I, I want to be like I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Things are scarce and you have to do stuff right to live. So like, if you're not generous, people can, people can die. Right. Like but th- this is, to, you know, you think about the severity. Do you have to step on that ladder to end up surviving? Right. That's the other way of living is the Krampus way. Yeah. Is ambition. Right. So like, you know, if you go, my food stores didn't make it. Well, either you hope that the spirit of generosity means that your neighbors are all pulled together and yeah, you know, I mean, think about it like that, right? Like this farmer's food doesn't make it and you go, okay, well, you know, the community is going to band together. We're going to all share our food. We're going to have a celebration where we have, you know, a feast where we all bring a little bit and we can kind of like, yeah, sure. I mean, but it's still, you know, like even thinking the Jetsons world, like plants got to come from somewhere and they can fail, you know? Right, you know, like, this guy's food replicator breaks down. You know, either you learn to fix it, or you have to ask your neighbors for help, or hope that your neighbors are generous. And so I think that the reason why generosity or ambition is such a big part of this world is the winters are long and cold, the growing season is short, food is scarce. So if you're, and you know, if you are careless, if you're, um flippant about things if you're irresponsible that can have real ramifications in this world you know these these actions don't come at nothing which is why they're taken so seriously which is again why if you're going to be ambitious failure is not an option and you'll be punished for it you know like part of the krampus way is like accountability (laughs) for your failings like yeah okay you can go ambition but if you screw up you've screwed up and now it's on you yeah yeah I'm just trying to think of other th- sorry society yeah you you've done a good job telling me about this world that you have been thinking about today i i'm, I'm just now right thinking now. about it man I've this been, is off the cuff um uh, uh, i'm gonna pick a random uh question from this yes everyone's I was gonna say what are the gender roles but okay <laughs> all right you know okay I, I had a thought on this, and I think I don't know. Only you can you can tell me what you Santa think. Claus. I think don't know. I actually think that would kind of be no, 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 <laughs> no, l- 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 Hear me I out. I do a diversity podcast. My... <laughs> no, can I can. can I finish my point? Moving on. Okay, so um, why would you ask me the question if <laughs> no, you don't I, want me I, to answer the question and then cut me off before just, I answer? Like, oh yeah, do you want me to continue? No. It's like, absolutely not. Go on. No, I think that, like, um, it might be that, like, 
an issue within, you know, the the Clausian tradition is that uh, they are pretty traditional and that implied to gender roles. And it's like a recent thing that like there was like this consensus of like there was the first female Santa Claus and that that was like a big deal that it was like, oh, like that was new to people. And there was like grumpy old Santa Clauses that like, you know, were convinced and realized they had to update with the or times and stuff like and that. You know what I mean? Over to Krampus, they, they went over to Krampus land. Well, and I could also see the Krampus is actually being like totally yeah, like gender roles not. don't exist. Yeah. If you can win, yeah, exactly. you win. Whereas the Santa Clauses do have like a lot more tradition, which is good and bad. You know, they have very specific songs and maybe more rituals and like, um, they have processes that they go through that they really care about, but then sometimes they can get stuck in their ways. Whereas the Krampuses are like, if you win, you yeah. win and you're right. So like, if you get someone to the top, who's like, anyone can be anything then anyone can be anything because the Krampus on top says, um, so I kind of like that, that there is like this difference of like communal tradition versus like, you know what I mean? Imagine like with Krampuses, it's like you can kind of end up with like an Elon Musk-esque yes. Krampus, right? Where it's like, not everything he says is evil, but some of it certainly is. <laughs> and it, it's weird which ones he's going to have like really horrible I opinions on. I also know? like the idea that like, kind of what you're saying, there were some Santas that didn't disagree. And I know like some people like clearly, yeah, they... um they they change their mind and they're like okay yeah like it is not very generous of it's not very spirit of santa claus to like disagree but i do like the yeah. idea that people doubled down like nah and they're either they were taken by the krampus because that's being naughty even if you're a freaking old man or they joined the krampus or they tried to start their own fringe santa claus movement which i think is interesting i think i think that claus. there is like a yeah, that's what I, I was gonna like say. That, that's that exactly he, what I was gonna it, say. Like, he because of their like, yeah, they kind of like go through like they do like go through this like get the backwards like um feed and hooves and stuff, but they still believe in the thing. They just don't. Yeah, it's like Krampus Claus. I do like Krampus Claus. Like it, there was a third fringe faction, the Krampus Claus. Yeah, that well, and I think that it, it kind of like cuts both ways. Where like the Krampus Claus or whatever are ones that are high up in either society, but Swap, then yeah. are pushed yeah. to the side of it, right? So you'll end up with, like, a full Krampus with, like, a red yeah, and hood he has and the, he still has he, a basket. He has the, like, crown of holly, though, yeah. <laughs> That's what it should designate, so yeah. Yeah, so it's like you get, you end up with marks of both if you don't, if you, like, stray off. Well, and that could even, that could be such a great, like, holiday story of there is, like, this fallen um, Santa Claus who's, like, maybe one of the old the Ooh, Santa, Santa Claus, Santa Claus yeah. falls to the way of Krampus. You know, he becomes ambitious. Ooh, he can't like accept someone else coming up and taking the reins, you know, and he grows horns and becomes wicked and starts torturing wicked children, but still wants to bring. So there's like, because I do like the idea where it is like, oh, yeah, the the, San the Santa Claus delivers to the nice kids and then the Krampus punishes the naughty kids. They don't go. But it is. This is. Mm -hmm. The Krampus Claus who pun like who wants to deliver to the good kids, but also like will pun like heavily punish the bad kids because he's like, oh yeah, I still believe in this generosity, but you weren't generous enough, and you weren't the perfect ideal of Santa Claus, so you get tortured. Yeah. 
Well, that would be yeah. terrifying, right? Like, imagine, you know, you're, like, asleep in your house. And you think it's Santa Claus and you see the horns. <laughs> right? But you're, like, the one good kid. And he, like, gives you this gift that's, like, this horrible, Ooh. like, little doll, like a nutcracker doll that's got, like, huge fangs. And it's, like, got red eyes and it's all, like, bloody and, like, burnt. And he sets it down and, like, pats you on the head and whisks off into the snow. You've been good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then that yeah. could be, like, one of the stories of this is, like, you know, he meets a kid who really believes in him again, and he comes back to being, like, a good a good Santa Claus he again. Still has, like, he still has the horns, but he's still... Yeah, yeah, that, like, he never loses that time when he, like, lost his, his yes. way, but that, you know, he eventually can come back and be good again. That's a very, like, uh... What's the what's that Disney movie where it's about the your imaginary friend and the boogeyman that's absolutely horrifying? Your imaginary you know, friend and the boogeyman. Do you know about this? It's like a Disney movie where someone has an imaginary friend and you find out that the boogeyman is if your imaginary friend turns evil. Is this a live action movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a live action movie where this guy has like this imaginary friend that he like loves and is like really fun and cool, and then he ends up turning into the boogeyman. As the movie goes on, he becomes the boogeyman. So it's like this imaginary Is friend that you love. Called the boogeyman? I don't think so. It might be. I don't know. I I, I honestly do not know. I don't. Someone know you're who listens about. to our show knows exactly what movie I'm talking yeah. about, and they're gonna have nightmares because it was terrifying, and I had nightmares it's about. Called, it when don't I was look under kid. the bed. That's it. That's the one. Okay. I typed in Disney boogeyman, and yeah. Okay. There we go. Don't. I never watched that movie. <laughs> hey, Cody. I'm going to be huh. completely honest with you why I didn't watch that movie. Because I was too scared of it. <laughs> I was such a pansy as a kid. I was too scared. I remember they would show the commercials and I would go and hide. It was terrifying. Like, it messed <laughs> what year was me that? I up. <laughs> I, I did not sleep good after that. Yeah, it I is, was I would literally change the channel and hide, like, hide from that. Yeah, yeah I, I did watch it. It was horrifying. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Because, like, I remember, like when you said the boogie, I thought you were talking about specifically a Christmas movie. That's why I was confused. No, no, no sorry. And no, then you're no, like, no. oh, yeah. I was like, the boogeyman. Like, oh, is that, like, I think I know what you're talking about. But I never watched it because I was too scared. It, it, <laughs> we should watch it sometime. It's really freaky. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably not going to be freaky to me anymore because I've seen worse. <laughs> I think I have history with it. I think I'd still be pretty messed up. Yeah, that, that. Was, yeah I, that is so funny. Yeah, I ran and hide every time. Uh-uh. Oh, what what's sacred in this world, Jordan? Well, the, those those ideas I think are sacred, and like the the gifts themselves from Santa from Santa. That's interesting. I'm, I'm thinking. I am thinking of what's the um, the Polar Express where he does like get the like bell at the very end of that book and movie, and like that's like a very like uh, like even though. Like, he could have asked for anything. He could have basically been like, oh, I want a Gundam. But he asked for a belt. I think, like, the gifts you get from Santa Claus and, like, and those ideas between either side. Like, if you are a hardcore Krampite or if you're a Santite, like, either side is, like, those, I those Santite ideas. Santite and Krampite? <laughs> I don't know. I just said Krampite. It's not like I have to double down. But, but I think those ideas are, like, what's sacred. It's, like, almost like... Not necessarily. I don't think there needs to be a written Bible that they read and worship, or like, like, yeah, do services through. But I do think those ideals are pretty sacred. I like the idea that um, gifts are very sacred. Like, if Santa gives you a gift, like the Santa Claus gives you yeah, a gift. Yeah, the Santa Claus. 
Not that's like an like elf gift that's deal. like handed out, but like the Santa Claus. And it's almost like a responsibility. Like it's a little bit of like not a curse, but like if you're like imagine you're a kid and the Santa Claus brings you a stethoscope, you're a doctor and you have to be a selfless yeah. doctor who lives the who lives a life of generosity to help everyone around him. You know what I mean? So like those yeah. gifts kind of come with weight. And I think for if the Krampus brings you a punishment, whatever scar you bear from that is really important. And it's like considered a life lesson. Because you know, I do like, like you know, you think like about a marked one. Ooh. Well, and not even necessarily in a bad way. Like, you know, like I have scars on my hands and arms and stuff that are stories, right? Like there's lessons learned as a result of like mistakes yeah, I that I have elbow. made. You know what story that was? Fell off the bike. Right. Yeah. You know, but like, <laughs> imagine if you're a little kid and you're like, you always ignore your parents when they say, Hey, make sure you slow down on this hill or don't go out into yeah, traffic or whatever. Yeah. And then you get like a scar on your arm where your arm broke or where something where, you know, and that was brought to you by Krampus. It's like, that is a lesson learned that it's almost like a badge of honor that you survived it, right? Like, yeah. I had a mistake and I grew past it, and now I have this scar. From There's it. absolutely an uh, adult support group of people who have survived the Krampus. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, who have who, especially like, who have that like especially harrowing. Maybe they were very naughty, and then that happens. And it's like maybe there's like an ideal amongst those like growing up that are like. um this shouldn't have happened and these punishments are too great. And maybe that was like specific under a specific Krampus or whatever. But like, I think there's like this also that, that that's something that like happens. There's like, yeah, depending on whatever, um, Krampus and like, so, cause I feel like the society of the Krampus has changed quite often because there's a different, like not traditional. It, yeah. it, it changes whenever someone can kick you off your seat. Yeah. yeah. And the punishments and the, everything will change. Well, and I think that itself lends itself to what tension there is between those groups is like, if a Krampus becomes too aggressive, it will be like clauses will show up and be like, Oh, uh, not anymore. Okay. I know oh, this is what you're saying, like, but I do like the clause assassination group. Oh, maybe they're made up of, um, cramps laws or what do we call them? There a lot of Kramp them are, yeah. But that oh, and that could also, you know what? No, I'm taking it back. That's that's a role of the Krampa clauses. Krampa clauses, yeah. Is if either side gets out of line, like if there starts being a Santa Claus oh. that puts too much responsibility on people to the point where it's like harming yourself. You know what I okay. mean? Like if your generosity I, 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 is, I have I a good starve, idea with that, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you're a Krampus, that's punishments become too wicked. Yeah, a bunch of like half goat horned creatures with like red hoods like big, that are on big fire beards, like all that yeah but yeah, I, I like they the knock idea the door down and start wrecking you up yeah i like the idea that this became like a like this is this is relatively new in the history of our world where like originally like the crampa clause it was like one or two guys and like i i feel like once you become a, a santa or a krampus you become like you're like life you're you're immortal let's just call it that like you hit this thing it's like there's like a life-preserving like item i don't know yeah i, I think there's like, I do a, like there the is... idea that the Krampus clause is like this like group of immortal beings that like they'll show up at your doorstep if you stepped out of line krampus 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I do think they are also like if if Santa Claus is like, oh, you know, maybe Santa Claus exists, but eh, like the Krampa Claus is like those don't exist. Yes, they canon do not exist. is they don't exist, yeah. and then. You find one and it's like, oh no, this oh, is supposed to be impossible. Oh, and then like a Krampus gets really out of line, and then like suddenly there's a new Krampus, and no Krampus remembers overthrowing him, but some say that some mysterious figures showed up at his door. Yeah. And oh, no well, one knows and that what that, that, that would guy. be an interesting. That would be a gift of generosity, right? Imagine yeah. if you're like the best subordinate Krampus, and you can't overthrow a wicked Krampus, and then like you know the basket just shows up at your doorstep. Being delivered by a Krampus in a red hood, you know, with white yeah, fringe and a big yeah. beard. Like, this is yours now. Like, That's oh, awesome. and like the old Krampus's head is in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I, I, I like this idea of horror amongst this, like, Christmas yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, like, a creepy creepy vibe of it at times you know like this is the, the, the Krampus claws world with just, long nights yeah in my head the Krampus claws it just looks like a Dark Souls boss like Slave yeah. by Gael is just Krampus claws <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely um okay I think we got a lot of this like I don't think there is a lot of universally accepted right and wrong because there yeah. are these like very much like two equal paths yeah and you have to like and that's decided especially on the Krampus lives that's decided by the Krampus more or right less. and then and, and I think reinforced by the Krampus clause <laughs> right and it's also like society needs more than generosity right yes. like you y- you can't just live on oh I'm gonna help everyone around me it's like well you do someone at some point does have to like push things forward and fix issues you know and that's ambition um catalyst for change i think we talked about this there's two like either people becoming too set in their ways too aggressive in their yeah. roles um i like the idea of like a catalyst for change for the santa claus as being like a rigid adherence to tradition needing to change we did and that that's part of fight, what like in that a futuristic jetsons world but we are just doing a fantasy <laughs> yeah we're not doing a great job of nailing yeah, that tone you know what okay. let's just say it's not a jetsons world we're just doing what you said we're just doing your original idea screw it i i messed it up i'm sorry i should have just gone along <laughs> with what you said you had a vision and i just kicked it and then you're like no come back and so i i brought it back to you i'm like i'm sorry Here, here's the thing i look man i i actually am not opposed to a jetsons world because i like <laughs> the idea of haven't tied it in at all well, I mean, hey, look, we're getting to laws and government and magic. We can get there. Uh, so laws and government. What do we think government looks like in a world with Krampuses and Santa Clauses? I think I, I do like the idea that it's still like the world government is still like they're like government. Like there's still laws there's still like uh, whatever, whether it be a council, there is still some sort of leader. that. But like between that, because you kind of said that like the they're these two schools two ideas that's krampus and santa and that's when people split but like that that's that's separate from the rest of winter wonderland well you know that's interesting as like i think i agree that having like this religious semi-religious or like spiritual path being separate from the governance i don't dislike but now we get to ask the interesting question of what mode of government does a pocket dimension Jetsons world look like separate from the Krampuses and Santa Clauses? That's kind of a fun question. Have you ever seen the anime Appleseed? And it's just a council of olders that are 
olders, elders, wow, that are just... I'm um, calling them olders from now <laughs> yeah, on, because that's a, way better. A, a council of olders that are, are their uh, memories and thoughts are just say, this is not Appleseed anymore. This is just what I'm saying, because I started out as Appleseed, and I said, screw my own idea. Um, but it's just their, their memories are, are saved into these giant pillars and, pillars, and those remember all the histories, and they dish out what laws, because they see all time. It's AI shit. Oh, by the way, I love that idea. This is going to be real weird. All right. Hear me out. <laughs> I love when you love my bad ideas. <laughs> no, because it's called, um, I, I think I'm going to call it either the cerebral cane or the celestial cane. And what it is. Well, is there a okay, celestial so you have a, Hang on. I got, I got, I got, I got to Let him cook. I'm going to give cook. it back to you. You're going to like it, all right? Yeah, better. <laughs> the main building in our Jetson City is this, like, dome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like With it glass so walls. I like it so far. Right? And in the center of it, there's this massive spiral of red and white, like, energy. Ooh, you know, imagine, like, glowing. Candy cane, yeah. That shoots out of the center of the dome and goes up and curls into, like, an infinity, right? Yeah. And around this candy cane, there are all these el- olders, right? Yes, the olders. Hooked yes. up to it that are considered the wisest people in society, right? Yeah. It's, it's like electing, um, and it's generally these people are specifically old. And yes, they're, they're the people olders. that are considered, um, like, becoming an older is sad, but also a great sign of, like, honor because olders live forever in that when you become an older you're like hooked up to a like cerebro throne and eventually you'll die in that chair and then your brain is added to this great swirling cerebral cane that twists on and holds all of the collective knowledge and wisdom and experience of our town right of this jetson's town so like imagine you know you're like maybe a 65 year old guy And you're, like, the greatest inventor ever, right? And you get elected to be an older. Well, you go and you get implanted in this chair and essentially die at that age. You, like, stop having a life. You can't leave the chair. And you're just slowly absorbed into it. And eventually that spot will open again. So it's sad for your family because it's like, well, you're going to have, like, some of your twilight years taken away from you and given to society. But you're being chosen to like live on forever as a part of the collective knowledge of this world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this bittersweet thing, becoming an older and becoming part of this celestial cane that is like the center of this Jetson's world is this ever like imagine in the, in the night, right. All these like little glowing pods, but then high above swirling into infinity, this glowing candy cane of everyone's collective knowledge. I got one question before I tell you if I like that or not. My question Uh is, is this like a building in the center of the city or is this the entire city? There's spots around the city where the the cane parts go up into the thing and that's like encompassing the city. The outside of the city is Krampus Land and um, Santa Land. I think... I like the idea that if this is a pocket dimension, there's just one city, right? So this is our who's down in Whoville, right? Um... I think there's I think it's a centerpiece. I think it's one place. Okay. okay. You know? I, I, I can dig it. And then I think the like wilds out in, you know, 
whatever if you stray away from the town then that is where you'll start finding like these more magical elements that yeah, exist i like it so yeah my my um rating like if you put this idea on my desk and i was at work and i'm sitting there i'm reading through and i'm just thumbing through whatever take out my big stamp and boom green stamp approved immediately get this into production olders into a candy cane yeah good. yeah that's, 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 that, that was like look <laughs> i i i wasn't like really strong with the idea and you created something beautiful with it so i appreciate well because you know you'd think too like that visual when you like walk in there that spiral pattern from the from the big candy cane would spread out on the floor and go to each of the different chairs so you have like alternating red and white chairs that you know people are hooked into and like i said it is like this bittersweet thing of well you know, that's a person going to die, but they're dying for the betterment of their society and so that their knowledge is never lost. Um, really? And anyways, I did just turn this into Warhammer, so oh, you're no. welcome for ah, that. Crap. So, yeah, I do <laughs> like how we have, like, just conflicting ideas because this is just the Cody episode. But, like, you, like, really like Christmas, you really like Warhammer, we're going to try to figure it out at the one world. But um, I'm going to do a quick I'm feeling aside. feeling pretty good about it. I... I've told you this before. Sometimes I just need something up on the screen to look at while I'm doing this so it can keep my attention. Um, so I have the game awards coming up and I've seen some of the new games that are coming out in the next few years. Um, honestly, none of them have really captured my attention and nothing looks that great. Are video games still good? I played a game that I really enjoyed recently oh, and I straight it? up don't remember. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, Baldur's Gate, but was there anything outside of that? Baldur's Gate is really good. Yeah, yeah and I'm Spider-Man. building a computer you know, so I can very specifically play Baldur's Gate. I will say, and and this is going to be a little bit of like a, also, isn't it cool being that, we need me to end thing. So we can talk about my computer. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to humble brag really quick. Um, me and Zach have talked about this, where people will complain about like AAA game fatigue and how they're all the same and all that stuff, you know? And I'm... And I oh, think Zach that, made the really fair look shitty in this one, but uh, continue. <laughs> Z- Zach made the really good point. He's like, I don't got any fatigue for AAA games because I never have time to play a single one. <laughs> right? So the moment I get to play a AAA game, I'm like, wow, this is amazing, and, and I play one a year. Yeah, Spider Man's <laughs> you know? been out for like a month or so now, and I'm only 33 percent of the way through because I think I've played it three times four times oh i finished riven you know like oh. <laughs> modern games uh, i watched amazing. that happen <laughs> yeah i watched that happen yeah. um what was that two days ago yeah that was fun that was real fun watch it it's just both me and the other person in the chat be like this game is bad <laughs> it's like i only saw that one session of you playing so like that didn't look like you guys have fun i'm already looking back on it going like man it was really i could play another one of those games and i'm like no (laughs) no you couldn't because i watched you doing it and you're just like oh my god why is it you guys are just following the guide because you just didn't want to try anymore Dude, it's <laughs> it so wasn't even like following the the guide because you were stuck you were just like i don't even want to put in the effort (laughs) It's so confusing. It's so confusing. It's a mess. It's really hard to follow. And those games are really... Anyways, it it doesn't matter. We're going to keep going, Jordan. Yeah. I'm like Um, almost done with this episode. No offense, bud. Well, goodness gracious. I'm just... Uh, you do it for an hour and a half. Have we been going for an hour? Uh, Hour 24 is the exact timestamp that I'm going to regret saying out loud on the podcast. (laughs) Uh, I guess... You know what? I'll say this. Are there any final details you want to add to this world, Jordan? It's always cold. Um, 
the life expectancy is very low. And that's why being an elder is such like a big thing. The people who do make it that far are What's an elder? Oh, sorry. 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 I was wondering why you were like vigorously shaking your head at me. Being an older. Elders don't. Yeah. Being an older is not something that like is come across like very, like very commonly. So that's why it is such a big thing because those olders are the ones who like did, um, you know, see everything and like pass through all these hardships. And that's why they get the braid uploaded into the Supreme Throne. Supreme Throne's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) That was just off the top of the head, my dude. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I'm not saying I'm running out of steam, but there was no steam in this uh, steam mode to begin with. We were paddling, bro. (laughs) I I was paddling this entire time. (laughs) Um, I think my addition is hunting is really big. And that... Murdering um, animals gives you points. Yeah, I think that it's, like, there are a lot of, like, mammoth and, like, abominable snowmen and saber Futuristic city, bears. by the way. This is Jetson's world. Remember, I'm just... Yeah, they're to... killing them with lasers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. God, they do a stun laser so the meat's fresher. Yeah, that way they can torture them when they kill <laughs> no, them. No, no, no. Oh, God, yeah, they just pull out, like, a B-Max and just behead a bear. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, look at that, a polar bear. It's like... And its head just disappears. <laughs> yeah, it forms a bubble around it. That bubble just implodes. <laughs> it's not very sporting. What's you know? the point about that? Oh, it's just fun to do that sometimes. Have you ever seen it? It's, just, it's really convoluted. Like it's a way overly complicated way to delete a bear head. <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, we just can, so we do it that way. We could just stop their heart. <laughs> I mean, the cleanup's nice. Like it all goes away in that energy field. Like we don't have to like wipe up any blood or anything. <laughs> or like they shoot with a dart and it just turns it. It like compacts it down into like a nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> Like imagine you like shoot a bear and then it just like bubbles as like <laughs> just like squishes down into like a log of bear protein. <laughs> there, there. I think every time we've done one of these build a world episodes, you have made me laugh so hard I've cried. <laughs> just, just look. Sometimes I strike gold, and sometimes I talk about bear logs. You know. <laughs> Oh, delicious. Yeah, and you just, like, <sighs> shave off little little <laughs> slices that are, like, super nutritionally rich. <laughs> canon. That's canon. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that's know? that's canon. No, 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 the weapon is literally just called canon. <laughs> it's just called canon, yeah. Patented TM Krampus Inc. canon. <laughs> oh, yeah, the weapons do come from Krampus. Because they're trying to make the most efficient weapons. Because that's the Oh, you know what? And I think there's sugar mines. Like, I think that sugar naturally occurs in mines. So there's literally, like, ice cream Hey, really quick. You said sugar naturally occurs, right? It does. Already. Sugar naturally occurs. Like, that's just a... Right, but not generally in, like, rock form that you can pick up off the ground. But then that's, like, a form of candy where they just, like, break down, like, rocks and just, like, yeah, ooh. That's what I'm saying. There's candy mines. All right. 
I'm about it. I and like the elves, it. Oh, no, but that's like the thing. It's like the some elves um, have to go down into the mines. You get candy along from the mines. <laughs> I like the idea. Not not that, but similar. I like the idea that that is kind of like elf domain. So if you're going to go down there, you have to follow their rules. You know, <laughs> like you can disrespect elves and get in trouble if you stray down into their mines. Ooh. Okay, no candy along, but I do like the idea of like, oh, yeah, there's like. Because you're looking for food and stuff, and there are, like, adventurers who go outside, the, like, the city, and they're like, oh, we want to, like, explore and find out this thing. Because, you know, like, some certain people go to Santa World, other people don't. And then the people don't, they, like, discover some of this, like, more, like, magical type stuff that exists outside of the city, like the elf mines. Ooh. Yep, I like that. There's magic in this world. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, obviously, yes. Okay. <laughs> you get turned into Santa Claus and Ooh, Krampus. And a, and a Krampus, like, specific Krampuses are more technology-based and others are more magic-based. And they, like, and that's, like, that, where like, the regime chain comes in, yeah. Well, and I think specifically Krampus would be pretty tech-based tech because they make, like, complicated contraptions yeah, like to torture <laughs> wicked people. Yeah. Um. Ooh, and that's when uh, Whereas um, I think Krampus Claus came in to punish the Krampus because he used the cannon on a human. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh, there's a darkness in the air, and I'm sorry that I'm the one who delivered it. Yeah, right. You just you, you had to go there, Jordan. <laughs> there's one thing I can rely on you on. It's to make an episode about cannibalism. I didn't say they ate him. I said that was a punishment, or maybe this guy was like not giving out enough food, Why not, get, not giving out. Food, not being generous, and so the dude, boom, cannoned him and t- turned you into food. That's your ironic punishment. The ironic <laughs> punishment is that you then get eaten. You know what I mean? <laughs> Waste not, whatnot. If someone gets turned into a, a yeah, nutrition, yeah, eaten by I'm the bear, him. which is the name of a I big guy who lives in people. the city, the bear. No, it's the name of a very angry chef. <laughs> Ooh, I like that actually. The bear. Right? Just just with the worst face you can imagine. <laughs> He's got a snaggle tooth. <laughs> it is it's just that his face looks so miserable all the time. He can really just like just he has like resting sad. And face. like some people think like, he's a Krampus, but he's not. He's just a dude. <laughs> he's just a guy, but it's like, oh my god, the bear. But yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I derailed this episode. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I think I think we found. I did. Good I did stuff. tell you how I woke I myself some... up multiple times the last two nights coughing. So like, yeah. Running I also. I think slept between the hours of four and seven thirty. Jeez. Well, let's not keep but you up too. Late. I did watch a lot of funny shows on Dropout. Yeah, when you could have been com. watching Scavengers Reign. Interesting. Good lord. <laughs> you knew I was going to... Hey, buddy, after doing, like, almost 170 episodes of the show with me, you knew I was going to do that, right? I you just, saw that you know, coming, what right? what it is, Jordan, is you have, you have one speed, and it's... <laughs> one speed, and it's super petty all the time. <laughs> it's extremely petty. Uh, hey, Jordan, you know what your new name what? should be? Tom Petty. There we did it. We brought him back around, guys. He did it. He got there on his own. I did a I did a bad ah, reference. Man. I, I did a bad ah, reference. Loved joke. it. Ah, loved it. Beautiful. I think we should end the episode on this. I think we should just cut the black. I don't I, think th- we should I don't too. even think we yeah. should do plugs. It's like, oh yeah, Tom Petty. Boom. 
I'm kidding, Cody. What are your plugs? Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network podcast and Wandering underscore Gamers on Twitch. Next up, we're streaming Ocarina of... I'm streaming Ocarina of Time. He says that he yawned halfway through getting out the freaking... Ocarina of Time. Oh, jeez. I am excited because, like, I, I... Actually, this show does show my journey of playing Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time, as I say it. But, yeah, like, I yeah. played it for the, like, all the way through for the first time on this podcast. And, yeah, I'm excited to see, because Caitlin hasn't played it, right? No, but I'm also, I'm driving oh, this Oh, okay. Time. So, don't go too fast. I'm probably going to see if she'll read everything, because there's a lot. I, I was playing it with uh, with my kids, and there's a and Okay, my five-year-old wants me to read everything i don't every know time how- an owl shows up he's like oh, what's no. the owl say and i'm like so really quick if you see something you can click z to target it when you're targeting with z and he's like what's z i'm like it's a button on the controller he's like which button so i don't know how what, this trigger what right development <laughs> like what age is he reading yet or is he like just like just new to sounding, sounding? out okay, that's really cool well, that's got to be a cool experience, yeah, like yeah. playing, especially that game with your dad. That, like, that's a really cool game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, there's a lot of fun stuff with the age that that Graham is right yeah. now. Um, like I'm I'm reading. I think I told you I'm reading him The Hobbit. Yeah, which is um, he had fever dream nightmares to that, which is really sad. Yeah, I think he actually had nightmares about it, but he keeps asking me to read that's it. Really like cool. he's excited. Dude, he's to gonna read have so many great little bits of it. That's so cool. And he's like, because he asks questions, because he like, it's funny because there's stuff that he doesn't Understand, like, because yeah. it's like following a story is difficult. Um, but, you know, like we'll be reading and then he'll be like, why isn't Bilbo invisible anymore? <laughs> and he's like, what? Why does Gollum want to eat Bilbo? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's an interesting question, buddy. It's because those hobbits is. Um, but yeah, no, that's really, are delicious. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Like, I don't know. I remember cause my mom, I'm sorry I'm doing this, but my mom used to read to us when we were growing up and like, we read like James and the Giant Peach. We read the Phantom Tollbooth and stuff like that. And those were just like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. experience I will always remember. And like, like having those experiences with your dad has got to be like, he's five. He's not going to recognize how cool that is right now, but that's got to be cool. Well, yeah. Cause like I, my, uh, the, the one for me that's similar is my grandma read me Harry Potter. Cause like yeah. my whole family got way into Harry Potter when it was like coming out. So like, I have vivid memories of the second and third book. I, I would have to walk home from my grandparents lived <laughs> across the street oh. from me. Um, and we lived out in the middle of nowhere. Yes, so there's like I, no street lights. Right. So I would have to walk home in like total darkness through trees. And I remember being terrified that I was going to like see like dog eyes out in the, you know, because that was the grim, you know, in in the third book. I remember reading that and being like scared to walk home. But, you know, that was like a. Yeah. 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 And when I was sick, my parents would read me The Hobbit. So that's kind of fun. A book I was read. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's really cool. I'm glad you're playing Ocarina and reading books to your kid. That's really cool. Well, now I'm playing Kirby. Oh yes, my you, son got when you sent me the picture of you playing that Kirby game because that's the one that I like. I really liked as a kid, and like we played a bunch of it um, in college. And you sent me that picture. I yeah. literally like, threw my hands up. I was like, yeah, I was like so excited. And that's why yeah. you're playing this with Graham. Ah! Like I was so aggro about it. He's yeah, obsessed. That game, he that loves game is so good. I love it. Yeah. You gotta get like the true it, ending it and fight fun. basically God. Um, but you know, in a lot of the Kirby I, I games, you just straight is, up fight God. 
at the end. Like it's this cute game, but you I fight I played nebulous. Nightmare in Dreamland, yeah. and you did not fight God. Pretty in sure that. you fight God in Nightmare in Dreamland. I don't nightmare think you fight God. I think you might fight like Nightmare. <laughs> well. I really oh, yeah, no, this just is, like straight no, up. No, god. this is, is like, this is one Trinity. of the ones where you don't fight fight like a god. Like in the newest Kirby game, like the true final boss is like the perfect life form of or whatever. It's like this angel looking creature. And I was like, really? We're doing this, Kirby? I just want one time for like one of these games to just be like, you're fighting the father, the son. The <laughs> oh, Holy that ghost. was be- and it's like Absolutely the exact like Christian imagery as your Kirby just oh, like Kirby like like shooting down. stars at like just this just a giant figure on a cross, like shooting lasers out of its eyes and stuff. It's like dude, 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 dude. like this like really like I just did Tetris. I wasn't trying to do Tetris. I did hear you do Tetris. I was just trying to yeah. do like fun like music, but that was just Tetris. But do as you're like fighting like God, like actual Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep, it'd be funny to do that. <laughs> just I, I will say, Kirby is a game where having powers in a boss fight really feels like cheating. Oh, yeah. So, especially like, like oh, the, that one where you can combine powers and just like have like a flaming sword or some crap. Yeah. 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 Or the, the, the one where you just turn into a spike ball, you just oh, stand you next just, to the boss as a spike ball. It is. What is hell? Like, you just stand next to the spikes off and his health is just like, pew. Yeah. I'm like, what? Okay. It's like there's well, this complicated like, thing where you have to like time sucking up these attacks and shooting them back, or it's you could just stand next to him and hit. Well, me it is like dies. um certain like like older Mario games where like if you had the fire flower going into any of the bosses, you it was an automatic win. You just okay. Yeah, you can spam stuff really yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. That was fun to talk about. My plugs, you can catch me out at something I guess zero zero at twitch TV. Twitch.tv, sorry. Uh, you said you can catch me out. <laughs> can I just do that whole thing again? Yeah, you can catch Jordan at something, I guess, zero zero at Twitch.tv. I am sick. I am allowed to mess up. Or you can find him at Instagram. No, that's not my other plug. At, what? How do you not know my other plug? You, If you... <laughs> Want to see him? You can find him on Facebook. Hey, hey. What well, well, the joke is? What I usually do on my um, on Weeb is like, oh yeah, you can check me out at my address. It's six nights, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can check me out at We Belong on Twitch, where we do. Well, sorry, something I guess where we do We Belong on Twitch. My brain is fried. Um, and then my other podcast, the Side Characters Podcast, where we do diversity and nerd culture. We recently did a wrap up of my like music project. That I did this year, right? Ended up listening to 415 albums this year in over 983 different bands when I was just browsing around music. So had a good year. Yep. Jordan also has a really active Tinder if you're looking I, to hook up. <laughs> I'm deleting that. No one's gonna hear what you just said. <laughs> Catch him at something I guess not something I guess at Tinder.com. First of all, that's not how that works. And second of all, I'm deleting what you just said. I'm actually just gonna bleep it. Jeez. <laughs> Swipe right on Jordan at, twi- at, t- at Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Oh no! That that's a horrifying thing you just created. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Tinder for twins. Oh no! They should date oh, other man. people. I did. Cody, I the did show is over. The show is over. Thank you for like catch you on the flip side, Demon Feast. Thank you for watching, listening. Bye. Shark Tank investors, if you want to invest in Twinder, just say bye. Bye. bye.